This program is made possible by Bible Way Media, overseen by the Uliga Church of Christ in Uliga, Oklahoma. You are listening to Diligent Teacher with my mom, Lisa Earl. Hello, ladies. I'm Lisa Earl, and you are listening to the Diligent Teacher Podcast. Have you ever considered how amazing it is that God created and knows each human that is and ever was on this earth? That is an enormous thought, and it is hard for us to wrap our brains around something so vast. But maybe, if we think in those terms more often, we would be more apt to see each other as God's children, as God's creation, as beings who we should treat as if royalty. Today, we are going to consider King David and his treatment of King Saul for the next few moments. In many ways, David is as great an example of how to act just as Saul is not. Saul was a good king for a while, hence the reason he was chosen by God, and then he let it all go to his head. He started to want to do things his own way. He stopped seeking counsel of the Lord and sought counsel from men instead. It was so bad that God said that he greatly regretted making Saul king, and the Spirit of the Lord left Saul. Saul was told he would no longer be king in 1 Samuel 15, and in 1 Samuel 16, David was anointed as the next king. The issue, though, was that Saul didn't want to give up the throne. He relentlessly pursued David as if he could change the Lord's mind about his kingdom being torn from him. Let's turn now to 1 Samuel 24 so that we can look at David's treatment of Saul in comparison to Saul's treatment of David. Saul knew he had sinned against the Lord. He knew that he was in the wrong, and that made him crazy. He hated David and his anointing by Samuel. He tried to cling to the throne to the very end of his life. But how did David respond to the threat from Saul? Let's read from verse 1 to 7 in 1 Samuel chapter 24. Verse 1. Now it happened, when Saul had returned from following the Philistines, that it was told him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi. Then Saul took three thousand chosen men from all Israel, and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the shepherds by the road, where there was a cave, and Saul went in to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him, because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words, and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. Can you imagine the great self-control it took for David to not kill Saul? He had the perfect chance. Saul wanted David dead, but David would not harm Saul because he was the Lord's anointed. Saul was chosen by God, and David was going to let God handle Saul. He had enormous trust and faith that God was going to take care of everything. But the story doesn't stop. We see David sparing Saul a second time in chapter 26. Verse 1, Now the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is David not hiding in the hill of Hakalah opposite Jeshimon? 
Then Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having three thousand chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul encamped in the hill of Hecala, which is opposite Jeshimon by the road. But David stayed in the wilderness, and he saw that, that Saul came after him into the wilderness. David therefore sent out spies, and understood that Saul had indeed come. So David arose and came to the place where Saul had encamped. And David saw the place where Saul lay, and Abner the son of Ner, the commander of his army. Now Saul lay within the camp, and the people encamped all around him. Then David answered and said to Himlech the Hittite, and to Abishai the son of Zeruah, brother of Joab, saying, Who will go down with me to Saul in the camp? And Abishai said, I will go down with you. So David and Abishai came to the people by night, and there Saul lay sleeping within the camp, with his spear stuck in the ground by his head. And Abner and all the people lay around him. Then Abishai said to David, God has delivered your enemy into your hand this day. Now therefore, please let me strike him at once with the spear right to the earth, and I will not have to strike him a second time. But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? Again, David showed his great strength in not defending himself by killing Saul, and furthermore, he wouldn't let Abishai do it either. I think this is a huge lesson in how we should treat those who are persecuting us. I doubt that very few, if any of us, have been pursued relentlessly by someone in order to kill us. And in our minds, David even had the right to kill Saul in order to defend himself. But that is not how David saw it. He saw the Lord's anointed and would not raise his hand against him, no matter how Saul had treated him. David understood that God would take care of it. Now let's skip ahead to chapter uh, to Second Samuel chapter one, to what followed the death of King Saul. After the battle, when Saul died, a young man went to David and told him that Saul's people had fled and that Saul and Jonathan were dead. And how did David react to the announcement of Saul's death? Verses eleven and twelve tell us. Therefore David took hold of his own clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him, and the. And they mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan his son, for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. After all of the times that Saul had tried to kill David, after being chased through the wilderness, after being hunted like an animal by Saul, David mourned and wept for him. No matter how much Saul turned away from God, he was still chosen by him to be the king of Israel. David mourned and wept because Saul was chosen. He mourned and wept because Saul turned away from God. He mourned and wept for his very soul and for Israel. This wasn't just a case of someone dying. It was a case of someone who was once faithful and true to God falling away. And David mourned for him. David mourned for the Lord's anointed. But again, the story doesn't end there. It doesn't stop. In 2 Samuel chapter 9, David decides he wants to show the house of Saul kindness. So he brought Mephibosheth, Jonathan's son, to Jerusalem, and Mephibosheth dwelt there and ate continually at the king's table, like one of the king's sons. I just love the heart of David in these passages. He loved and trusted God so much that he absolutely would not raise his hand toward Saul, the chosen king of Israel, even after God had rejected him. He left the retaliation to God, and instead, he gave Saul every chance he could to relent. 
And even after Saul's death, David still showed kindness to Saul's house. It's a beautiful story of mercy and forgiveness. If we could all look at and consider each other as David looked at and considered Saul, many of our problems would go away. We are each a creation of God, and as such, we should treat each other in ways that are befitting of God's creation. We need to love each other, and mourn for each other, and help each other, and to be kind to each other, because we are God's creation. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And as always, remember to teach those around us diligently. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find out more about Bible Way Media at BibleWayMedia.org.